Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Bridget, Tony, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hey. How's everybody doing? Wonderful. Doing great. How are you, Chris? I'm great. However, I have a bone to pick with Adam, and we we decided before the show that his new name was Schlep Rock, which... (laughs) His if you hair. were not super cool and didn't watch the Pebbles and Bam Bam spinoff of the Flintstones, you don't know that Schleprock is a sad guy. So, Adam, get that cloud I'm, off of your head. I'm trying. I'm trying. No Schleprock. You need to get a haircut. Okay. <laughs> well, you sent him a July. super cool. It's Wait a minute. Really? Yep. Because I know you really pride yourself on your hair. Uh, can you send us a picture so we can see? Uh, yes, I will. I will send a picture. But now- Does it look good? Uh, no, it doesn't look. Okay, but now it's become a science experiment, like a science project. Because yeah. like, now you're just seeing how long it's going to go. Exactly. That's, that's kinda <laughs> Maybe that could is. be a new trend. Generally, I don't think guys look good with long hair. It's a very rare guy that can carry it off. But I'd, I'd like to see it anyway. I, I had to use a like a hairband to pull it back. Oh. And because I couldn't see, and because I was doing something, <laughs> and um, and I liked it, so I think I'm gonna do that from now on. Well, just, you mean like a man bun? No, like like just it's not long enough for that, but it's just you know like a almost like a headband, but like it's a, not a headband using a hair tie. Oh, Adam, like a top knot? Not good. No, not a top, like a top knot. No. <laughs> is it long enough for man hot bun? rollers? I don't think so. Oh, he could put some curlers in it, and you could probably do sponge rollers for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> e- excuse me, young lady. Could you put Adam on, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I need to see this. I haven't seen it. I don't. I don't know how Liza knows. Liza knows things that everyone. I've seen a picture of the hair. Okay, I didn't see that. I've seen Adam on uh, video you know, uh, in oh, in Skype. He doesn't yeah. turn it on for you guys. Oh, <laughs> I'm lucky <laughs> enough to get the the video version. <laughs> the full the full effect. Nice, nice. I get I get the full Monty version. Very nice, very nice. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So, well, we do have some good news. It's it's kind of good news, and and I I sort of want to apologize because I think we've done a few shows and. Like a few times I've said, hey, why aren't they opening up Disneyland? Well, things are really bad out there. And so Adam, a.k.a. Schlepprock, is actually going to tell us what's going on out in Disneyland to help, you know, the problem. Basically, Adam's COVID corner. Yeah, step into my COVID corner. Step into my COVID corner. <laughs> Adam's Sounds COVID corner. that way. <laughs> Uh, so Disneyland is going to open up their Toy Story parking lot, which is the, uh, it's not the parking lots that are next to the resort. It's kind of like Caddy Corner away from it. If you park there, they usually, uh, they have a bus that you can take and the bus brings you to the front gates. Okay. uh, So anyway, so they're going to put tents and they've already, they've already started putting the tents up to, uh, distribute the vaccine. Um, it's uh, it's by from my understanding, from what I'm reading from these press releases, it's only for people of Orange County, California, not to be confused with Orange County, Florida. But uh, so if you are a listener and you're in Orange County, California, you should uh, check out to see if you can get your vaccine at Disneyland. And they are following the CDC uh, guidelines as to who gets to go first. So I think right now it's high risk. Um, 
yeah, high risk communities, oh, 75 and older, and um, healthcare workers that are like probably working with COVID uh, as part of their job. So I read that the goal is 10,000 people a day, which um, is more people than Rise of the Resistance can handle, yeah. frankly. <laughs> That's a lot. That, if you think about it, it's a lot of people. I, I'm not sure if you're going to stay in your car, if you're going to have to get out, but it's a big open, big open parking area. So they yeah. have the space to, they have the space to do it. And I mean, it's, it's Disney owned private property. So they, in theory, don't have to do this, but they are, uh, I guess, doing it out of the kindness of their own heart. Like I said, you know, like we kept going, why aren't they opening? Well, and things weren't looking that bad in the fall, but they're looking really bad now. And yeah. it's kind of scary. Like if I lived out there, I would be pretty nervous. It's so, yeah, it's it's not good, but hopefully this will turn the corner and they'll be able yeah. to reopen a bunch of things sooner because of this. So I'm I'm hopeful that it's happening. Do you think they're going to give you a pin that says I just got vaccinated with like a castle on it? Like the pins <laughs> at Main Street? I was thinking that they should have like on a stage, they should have Mickey and Minnie going, come on, get your shot. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> being, it doesn't hurt. Can you imagine being the person that's sticking like 10,000, like all those people every day, just like, Hey, Oh, I could do it. I can't a shot like that. One of those little short needles. Boop. You're done. Is it a short needle or is it a big needle? I think they're pretty short. Yeah, like a yeah. shot, I think. Yeah. Is it? Different. As, as someone yeah. who has done IVF, those needles are nothing. Oh. Those needles are like, boop, you're done. Everybody's fine. I'll they, let they... you know what it's like next Tuesday. Oh, oh gosh, that's right. Oh, you get yours next Tuesday? Is that because you're over 75? <laughs> it is. Stop it. it. Is. Wait oh. a minute. Are you? I thought you couldn't get them if you used a lot of Botox. Did they tell you that was okay? They have not mentioned that. Uh, I'm a test case. <laughs> Tony, all of his Botox and fillers. I can't move my face. Okay, that yeah. al that almost made me laugh, but uh, I'm incapable of laughing. <laughs> I've got to research oh. that before I get mine. Well, I'm I'm not going to say who, but I do know somebody who called me and said, "Hey, I heard you can't get this if you got Botox." <laughs> so, it wasn't me. Oh, not at all. But wait, I, I was it was me. It was me. I was like, wait a minute. Now, get, getting off of Botox and back onto Adam's story because COVID's oh, yes. kind of kind of a serious deal. It is a serious um, deal. I believe it's one of five super sites that they are deploying in the area, and another one is at Dodger Stadium. Mm. Uh, so they're going to put like five of these sites that can funnel up to ten thousand people per day through. So hope hopefully it gets the job done. Do you know what? I would not go to Dodger Stadium because I have every time I've gone to like sporting events, I get hit in the head with a ball. So I would be worried that I would be going to get a vaccine and then all of a sudden a ball would come hit me in the head. And I'm not even kidding. I told my husband that when we first met and then I went to his soccer game and I was like, hey, you know, for some reason, every time I go to these things, I get hit in the head with a ball. And the next thing I know, I was on the sidelines and I got hit in the head with a ball. It would be the baseball season starts in uh, April. It would be interesting if they're playing baseball while they have a uh, vaccine um, lineup in the parking lot. That Maybe they'll really, be done by then. I, hopefully, hopefully it will be. But I mean, uh, Dodger Stadium, Dodger Stadium is L.A. County. Uh, Disneyland is Orange County. So just um, just check your check your check where you live before you make the trip out there. 
to all our California friends. Okay, next story. Okay, I, I just want to preface this one. This is not a good story, and we were all, I'm, I'm not going to lie, we were all kind of upset. And I think if anyone's been paying attention, they know what we're going to talk about, which is Magical Express going goodbye on uh, January 1st, 2022. Now, we, we just want to say, if you want to hear people trash Disney about this and get all upset, there are lots of podcasts you can listen to. So we're going to try to keep it as positive as possible and perhaps even give you some, um, you know, good reasons why this is going to be gone if we possibly could. Okay, I'm just going to go around and ask everyone what you think, what, um, what does this mean? For you and your clients, uh, Bridget's first. Um, I mean, we always use Magical Express when we when we go on our vacations. Um, only recently did we just start renting a car. Like this year was like our first year of renting a car. And um, but I think it's. I mean, it's it's gonna be a. I mean, I feel like it's we're losing a benefit to staying on property because yeah. you have so many people that are flying in. I mean, when I was a kid, we always got a limo or not a limo, but like a town car where we got a, a taxi, you know, something like that. Right. I know. Um, to, but, but that's because there was really, they had no trans that, you know, free transportation that was offered for, like if you were staying on property. Um, and now, you know, it was there, it was there for a long time. I mean, my gosh, I mean, it probably started when I was in college, um, maybe a little after. So they've 2005. had it. Okay, so it was when after so it was when Mark and I got married. So then yeah, like yeah, it's been around for a while. Long enough that it's going to be noticed. Um, you know, people really rely on it. So it's I think it's going to be a real detriment, unfortunately. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, here here's here's the thing. It was introduced in 2005 as a perk for on-site guests. 2005 we're still they were still coming out of the post 2000, uh, post 9-11 uh, time. You know, they hadn't started work on Art of Animation. Things were down. Uh, that was when they were running free dining promotions to get people there in the fall. So it was an incentive to get guests there. And every year they've kind of made notice that they were continuing to include the free Magical Express. So, you know, in 2005, it was to Disney's benefit because it got people there. It was another another reason to go and stay as an on-site guest because it was another perk. Now, personally, I never expected it to stay as a free perk forever. And most of you who know me know that I have been saying for uh, a number of years that I expect Magical Express to go away. And it looks like it finally has. Yeah, I mean, that's valid. I, I didn't think about it that way as a way as an incentive. And I guess they figure in 2022, people are going to be packing those parks Right. You know, that makes and, perfect sense. And and I think part of the problem is, you know, it's an incentive that guests have been used to. Um, it's not the first incentive that has been removed. You know, um, they Disney, you know, I, I, they have a track record of offering incentives and then modifying incentives as time goes on. So, you know, things that were around 20 years ago, you know, 20 years ago when you bought a park ticket you buy a five-day ticket, you use four of them, that fifth day never expired. You go back six years later, you had a day on your ticket. Then eventually they put the no expire option on. 
then they lost, you know, then they removed the no expire option as a, as a four purchase item. So, you know, it's just Disney continuing to evolve and modify what they're offering to guests. So, you know, there is good and there is bad about it. Prior to 2005, Mears Transportation ran uh, shuttles, you know, motor coaches to and from Walt Disney World. Well, you know who ran Magical Express? Mears Transportation. Right. Who, who's going to continue to run buses back and forth to uh, Disney World after Magical Express is no longer? Mears Transportation. So, you know, the only difference is for the past 15 years, they have been branded as a Disney entity, even though they've been run by third party, you know, under under Mears Express. So um, it, it's evolution. You know, I, I don't think Disney needs Magical Express. You know, it's no longer an incentive to get people there. Yeah. I, no, but I think it was a nice perk, especially, you know, given the amount, you know, it's, it's a you know expensive vacation. I just think it's a nice perk to have that you're well, able you know, to use their transportation. Three three hour extra magic hours in the evening was a nice perk, too, until they made it a two hour perk. And now it's a non-existent right. perk. So, you know, um, people are going to be upset no matter what you do. Well, I just think they probably have something else. I, I, my feeling is they have something else up their sleeve. I think it's because they have to save money. I think it's because they had, they had lost so much revenue. I think they're cutting all kinds of different corners. And Tony always said, they're going to end up charging us. And then when they took it away, I was like, wow. Well, <laughs> okay. And, and I agree. I mean, it probably, I mean, obviously it's probably expensive and there are probably liability issues and things like that. You know, I can't imagine what the insurance that they have to pay for that is. So everybody's talking about possible alternatives. And one of them is, of course, the train that's going to be running between the airport and Disney Springs. But so the one thing I'm hearing consistently, other than the price, which, of course, we don't know what that is yet. But the one thing I'm consistently hearing is someone saying, okay, so I leave the airport on a train, which I have to get to with my kids and my luggage. And then I've got to go to Disney Springs and then get on another bus. So what I wonder is, you know, would it make sense for them to continue some sort of baggage delivery service from the airport mm. so that the whole process is more seamless? Because can you imagine trying to get on your bus with like 10 bags and three kids and, yeah. you know, all that stuff? That would make well, it very difficult. That that would make sense because, you know, when they were doing the the airport luggage uh, drop off at your resort, they're just loading those on box trucks. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like those were going on your Magical Express bus with you when you left. So if you're doing the drop off, you've got all of these box trucks going full of luggage and they're not coming back with anything. Right. So, you know, if well, no, they know, would come back with the luggage that is getting picked up at that's the airport coming back that's true so maybe they continue that who knows yeah and, i would think and, that would be fairly brilliant actually um, my uh my my guess is that whole system is still uh available to be i know it's not using right now right they're not using um they're not doing service it, no Correct. but adam here's the thing i thought they were still under contract with the with mco through like the mid middle of this decade, I thought specifically the luggage service itself was still, you know, cause that's a separate contract. I thought that was still in play. So it would kind of be interesting if they, you know, continued to do that. Then it, then I think yeah. a lot of the arguments about the train would, 
you know, kind of be gone. The so. um, I the train, the timing of the train is interesting because I was looking up press releases and everything. They are expected to complete the route from West Palm Beach to Orlando Airport 2022. They don't say when in 2022. They just give the year. And then they're supposed to break ground to a Tampa station in 2022 that be finished in 2025. So that's a, that's a, a train a track from Orlando Airport to Tampa. And along that route, they're going to build Disney Springs Station. They don't say when that station will be built. And you don't say if that station, if it's done earlier than the Tampa station, if that will start up sooner. Because um, my only, you know, my only like devil's advocate is um, a, tr- a train. These trains are massive. They're very expensive. I looked it up. They're about like $12 million for the train and then two and a half million for the cars that the people sit in. And, wow. uh, uh, they're very expensive, and it's a private company that's doing all this. So somebody's going to have to pay a ticket to get on the train. It'd be either Disney does it with your package, ticket package thing, if they're going to do it that way, or you just do it on your own. But either way, they're going to have this. I don't know if this private company is going to want to shuttle back and forth this big train between the airport and the Disney Springs Um station and how often they're going to want to do it the nice thing about the magical express buses is they could do a bus every five minutes because there's just so many buses yeah Uh, the train there's you can only do one train on a track at a time and um and i don't know how easily they can switch those so i i'm not sure the train is certainly something that's going to be around because the station is going to be at the airport and at disney springs but i'm not sure if that's the thing that Disney is going to pivot to. I was thinking they could do a private car service like they did with the minivans, which they did do for a while. The minivan from the, from Disney world to the airport and back. And that was $155 each way, which is a lot, but, but, but a train ticket, when you divide out each person, it might, it might even be cheaper than a train ticket. It depends upon how much this company is going to want to charge you for that. So do you that's know the other wins? option. Do you know who wins in this Uber drivers, restaurants off property and universal? Because I know that, and it probably Liza and Bridget and Tony can all attest to this. When I tell clients that it's going to cost them $180 for one day admission for a park to park ticket, at Universal, and they got to pay to get over there. A lot of times they're like, it's too much. You know, you're talking about a thousand dollar day for a family of four. But if I've already got a car, I might go all over the place. I might go eat a cheap meal off property. I might check out Gatorland. Uh, You know, there's a ton of things you can do. Um, Suddenly I'm not buying a $6 toothbrush and toothpaste combo because I forgot my toothbrush because there's a Walgreens two miles away from my resort, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I'm sure they've thought of this, Um, but, you know, it's not a bad deal for off-property businesses. And that's the thing that has changed in 2005 is Uber and Lyft was not a thing in 2005. Yeah, Yeah, that's also true. and, And now Uber is a verb. It's not yeah. even a noun. It's not even the name of a company. It's a it's a it's a verb. It's an action. Get an Uber. So that 
it's just so easy to get a cab as opposed to like hailing a cab like the old days. It's incredibly easy and it's not that expensive. I mean, it probably cost me under $25 with a tip to get over to Universal, you know, like from, you know, Pop Century or, you know, 35 to get to the airport one way. I mean, that's really reasonable. And I could have fit, you know, my whole family in the car. Um, but it was just me, you know, I mean, it's, it's super easy and the, the cars are always clean. unlike my own. Uh, so it's not bad. You know, I, I just, I just want to jump in here. You know, Adam had mentioned, uh, the additional, uh, stations that they're building and, you know, this line is not a direct airport to Disney transportation network, you know, Brightline as a, as a train service was designed to bring people from Miami, uh, shoot up the coast to Port Canaveral and then across to the, uh, Gulf coast over to Tampa. So the idea is to connect central Florida to Miami. It's not just to provide Disney with a transportation network to the airport. Um, you know, to Adam's point, you just can't send trains shuttling back and forth between those two uh, destinations. There's an entire train network that needs to be put on here. You know, assuming that there's only going to be two tracks, you know, one each way. How do you how do you logistically handle moving that many people like you did with Magical Express? Magical Express, you get 50 people on the bus. That bus is gone. Here comes the next bus. You know, I see all sorts of issues there. Um, the the only time I want to change vehicles is if I'm on Rise of the Resistance. You know. Uh, I don't mind getting off of one vehicle onto another one, but I don't want to have to take a train to get onto a bus once I get to Disney Springs. You know, they've already announced that Disney Springs is going to have this two-story terminal uh, building, um, but we don't know if the train's going to be on the second level or the first level. We don't know where this building's going to be, uh, and, and if it's supposed to open in two years, um, sorry, if it's supposed to open in 2022, that's 11 months away, and they haven't even broken ground yet. There's yeah. no track anywhere near Disney Springs, um, you know, yeah, so I don't think I, I don't think it's 20 because they did not say it's 2022 and, and that Tampa station isn't going to be done until 2025. So it's right in between that. And like I said, that's if they decide to partially run this service between those two, um, those two lines. What would be really cool is if they did a third line and it was a smaller train that was inexpensive and it would just for the disney people going back and forth almost like a people mover yeah but Mm -hmm. that would require somebody to pay for it and i don't know who would want to do that so i i think you know i think when everything when something changes like this people are always you know kind of really quick to get angry or upset or to you know think that it's the absolute worst thing nine times out of ten i personally have found that disney makes a decision that I either like or can live with. You know, I remember when the gondolas were being built, I hated the idea. Now they're one of my favorite things. So I feel like they're going to do something. Maybe it's a cheaper uh, ticket to go back and forth. Maybe something like the baggage delivery, which I would be all for. I think that's, you know, an incredibly convenient way to do it. Um, But I do, it does sound like there's going to be like some lag time between nothing and these trains. And I think I can't remember if it was Tony or Adam said more than likely mirrors will fill that gap 
oh yeah, if Mears if Mears wants to exist as a company, yeah. <laughs> they need to offer something and Adam, uh, and do it this way. Were you the one who said somebody said that Mears found out when we found out? Oh, yeah, I heard I, that too. And they found out that Disney was not, I guess, renewing the contract yeah. as of the, January first, twenty twenty two. I don't know a lot about big business, but I can tell you that there had to be something going on behind the scenes because they had to know something, you know. Well, I mean, it's, like it's it's it sounds like their contract just expired with the end of the year, and Mears uh, Transportation issued a statement to Spectrum News 13. Uh, that said, Walt Disney World made us aware of their decision. While we are disappointed, Disney no longer will offer this service. We intend to continue offering transportation services between the airport and all area theme parks and hotels to meet the demand of our visitors now and in the future. Well, there you go. There you go. I always like those guys, too. Like, sometimes you get a really, like, pumped up driver, and he's super funny, or he sings or something. You know, they kind of, they can make it fun, so... Okay. All right. Well, that's enough. And I, I'm really glad that we didn't go down the hole of, you know, kind of uh, being super negative on it because, I mean, people were very, very negative when it first came out. So thank you, everybody. And I don't think that story's over either. I don't think it no, is. I, I, think, I, I think there's going to be another announcement with Disney. I think there's going to be some additional ground transportation option or options that they're yeah. going to announce. It's just not the time right now. Well, and people have a year lead time. It's not like they sprung it on them and said, you know, oh, by the right. way, next week, you know, so. Right. But... And while they have a lead time for trips, um, I, I would fully expect something to be out by mid-June when the 2022 packages are released by the Walt Disney Travel Company. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, speaking of things that we love, Tony, you experienced some donuts. You were just down there. Tell us about Everglaze. Yes, a little donut love. Um, Everglaze, uh, Everglazed Donuts and Cold Brew opened up a Disney Springs location last week. And uh, Cheryl, the girls, and I had an opportunity to stop by on our vacation this past weekend. And we, uh, we took in a couple of donuts. Uh, we did go very early in the morning. We were there at uh, 10.15. Uh, Disney Springs opens at 10, 10 o'clock a.m. Um, the funny thing is Disney Springs opens at 10, but Everglazed hours are 9 a.m. to uh, 10 p.m. So I don't know how you get in there the extra hour early. Um, but Maybe uh, – do you think maybe they let the guests that are on a boat or walk – can you still walk from Saratoga? You can walk, yeah. Yeah, you can so walk. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to let you walk from there. To well, here's my, here's my question. If you're walking over and Disney Springs opens at 10 – then they're probably not opening the temperature stations. You know, oh, the, the screening stations have to be open. Oh, so well, maybe, maybe they're doing on the honor system. Maybe, oh, maybe it's open for like people who are working there and want to grab a donut before they stand for 12 ah. hours. Maybe, maybe uh, in, in pre-opening hours, they leave a thermometer on a table and, you know, honor system, check yourself before you go in. And write check it down on the yourself. sheet. Ex exactly. And leave a dollar for the tomatoes you just bought. I did. Did not hmm. even think the cast members want to get a coffee and a donut before they start working, but that I makes sense. Oh yeah. So why wouldn't you? Well, and the I saw the pictures. They looked pretty good. Were they good? Were they better than Voodoo Donuts? They were. I thought they personally were better than Voodoo Donuts. I don't However, like Voodoo donuts. we we have a local donut uh, franchise chain up here called uh, Donut Crazy, uh, and they do very similar donut. Uh, 
you know, very similar donut creations. So I'd say it was very similar to Donut Crazy, but better than Voodoo. Um, so we're there first thing in the morning. The line was not that long. We waited in line maybe five minutes. If you come during the evening, we happened to be there the night before around 8.30, 9 o'clock. They do have a virtual queue where you stop by, give them your cell phone number. The virtual queue was running about an hour and 20 minutes. And then once they notify you, you have a certain amount of time to get back to the line. And then once you got to the line, it was like a 10 minute wait. So that's not so bad. It is not bad. Um, so we were there first thing in the morning and we purchased two donuts. Uh, they were both in the uh, funky bunch category, which means we paid $5.50 per donut. <laughs> okay. I don't, I just think on principle, I wouldn't eat those donuts because it would remind me of Marky Mark and the funky bunch. I was going to say when you check uh, out, does it say, come on, come on, feel it, yeah. feel it, <laughs> feel the vibration. There was, they pay, there was a little bit of the, royalties to him for that. I, I, I believe they are. I don't think you can copyright Funky Bunch. <laughs> no. Pretty sure. <laughs> there was a little bit of the Funky Bunch in every bite. Oh, um, good vibration. Yeah. Exactly. So, so wait a minute. Marky yes. Mark, that guy became Mark Wahlberg of the underwear guy, right? Well, well he was always Mark Wahlberg. That's true. He was. Well, whatever. He was underwear guy first. Guys. Underwear guy turned rapper turned actor. Okay. All right. Are you sure? I think it was rapper should... turned underwear guy. They should make a little round donut and put like little under, like frosting Calvin underwear Klein. on it. Yeah. <laughs> little Sorry. Calvin Klein donut. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, Tony. Go ahead. No, that's quite all right. So Everglazed Donuts and Cold Brew is located on Disney's west side, uh, located between Splitsville and the AMC Movie Theater. It's actually bolted to the wall of the AMC Movie Theater. Um, there is an exit from the Orange Parking Garage right there. However, there is no temperature screening station there, so you can't actually enter uh, down that stairwell. Um, you would have to come down um, over by the uh, Coca-Cola store, which is where that entry location is. Uh, so as I said, we did buy from the Funky Bunch. And uh, between the, the four of us, we split two donuts because, you know, Cheryl, uh -huh. would, never let us, Cheryl would never let us have a, a donut apiece. Whoa, they look pretty intense. Not at $5.50 apiece. Uh, so – we purchased the Oreo Supreme, which was a yeast donut uh, covered with uh, vanilla ice, um, vanilla icing, uh, which I guess is a glaze, crushed Oreos and vanilla frosting. Mm -hmm. And then we purchased a peanut butter explosion, mm. which is a uh, chocolate ice donut with peanut butter chips, crushed Reese's cups and chocolate peanut butter frosting. Wow. Uh, now, I thought the Oreo one was phenomenal. I do not like the peanut butter explosion, so I did not get to try it. Um, and we also purchased a uh, cold brew for Lily, which was the peppermint mocha cold brew, 24 ounces for $6.50. Uh, peppermint mocha cold brew was cream, white chocolate, and peppermint syrups, whipped cream, and candy canes. So it was, it was very good. It was a good experience. Uh, the seating area is small. However, we were there early in the morning. Seating was not a problem. Uh, they are social distancing, so there's only – you know, two, two registers, so pretty much two groups allowed in the store at a time. Um, the pricing, you know, a little more expensive than going and getting a Dunkin' Donut for a dollar, but you're getting a lot more than what you would get with a Dunkin' Donut. 
they are more than just uh, donuts and cold brew. Do offer sandwiches. Uh, the sandwiches are served on a sweet bun, or they can be uh, served on a griddle glazed donut for an additional dollar. Uh, and they do offer burgers, egg and cheese, and chicken sandwiches along with grilled cheese. And uh, they do have fries as a side. So their their primary business is donuts, but they do have a little more. Uh, primary we did... business is diabetes. Um, oh my gosh! Yes. It, I'm looking at this menu and these pictures. Holy cow! Ooh. I'm surprised right, so, you didn't get the maple double bacon donut, Tony. Um, I've had maple bacon before. Like I said, Donut Crazy, uh, our local chain, has them, and they're very good. Uh, I just, I, it was a little too much, you know. Uh, mm. Bacon kind of makes it healthy. It then turns into breakfast. Oh yeah. So, so I went with the Oreos. So it was it was a good experience. It was a, it's a nice little uh, nice little option, nice little quick service. I love donuts. They're like one of my favorite things. I have to agree. I'm not a big fan of Voodoo Donuts. They they're kind of lead, and I and I don't like their cheeky slogan. I just don't like it. I, but I found it somewhat crass. I thought it was crass and a little, you know, not. I mean, it's a theme park, and there are kids, you know. Um, and, and it's almost like they're trying too hard, mm. but at the end of the day, if the donut's good, I'm going. And I just, I thought their donuts weren't good. I mean, my kids have eaten there. They don't even finish them. So I'm looking forward to this one. Well, you know, what's really funny is the shirtless guy says that it's crass. <laughs> yeah, but they, but people listening don't know you're, are you shirtless right now? <laughs> no, I am not, but you know, I'm posting, uh, my shirtless photos. I just want Jack to paint me like those French girls. Um, I know. <laughs> you know, I will as as an aside, this isn't donuts, but I did eat from the hot diggity dog food truck at Disney Springs. Uh, I had the BLT dog. I will also give that two thumbs up, even though my roll was a little stale to have a hot dog with uh, bacon, lettuce and tomato on it was a very nice option. Okay. And it was it was a sizable hot dog and they do um, handmade uh, chips mm, in the truck. Yeah, so I love yeah. it. Was that chips. Tony? Uh, that is in the uh, Food Truck World Showcase of Flavors, which is right across from uh, Superhero Headquarters and the Star Wars Galactic Outposts on the west side of Disney uh, Disney Springs. Okay. Trust me, Adam, you'll be over there at some point on your next trip. You you know you have to go over and check out the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Although the Star Wars store is kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. It is. The, the other Star Wars store over by Rainforest Cafe is a little superior. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay, well, that's good to know. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, Liza, you're going to tell us a little bit about Ratatouille. We've all seen the picture. We were kind of excited. Oh, yes. If you haven't, you can go look it up online. There's uh, photos because they've taken the wall down on Remy's Ratatouille adventure. And it is really, really pretty back there. You've got that beautiful view of that river that the boats go through and the Skyliner going above it and the sign. And I'm just ready to ride this ride. Yeah. When they took the wall down, they put those magical hedges up. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Magical the little hedges. hedges. That, they're totally magical because they roll out in a little planter. I don't know. Yeah. If they're real or oh, right. yeah. But they're all like, I think they're real. Are they they're real? expensive too. Are they? How do you know these things? Because you're because, dad's business. Not my dad's, but uh, I let's just say I've seen I've seen the the bill on them, and they're not okay. cheap. Okay. Dang. Well, that they're they're well, and they're magical, so of course, because I, I can remember standing by them when uh, Toy Story Land was going to open, like for hours. And I, were you with me, Liza? No. 
there were some agents from the agency. We were all there, and we ended up leaving to go get pizza. And then they opened it. They oh, were that's supposed to right. open until next ran year. So we ran back like total <laughs> losers from Epcot. Like we literally were like chugging. We're just like. Anyway, it was great. But I think that when those go up, the attraction is going to open. But I haven't heard any rumors about like media invites and stuff like that. The only thing I've been seeing is Pixar. We're recording this on the 12th Tuesday. Today, Pixar has been tweeting about Ratatouille. And um, there, I mean, there's no reason for them to tweet about Ratatouille. It's not a, it's not an anniversary of the movie. Um, There was that Ratatouille, the musical that came out a couple, couple weeks ago, which was cool. But like, so that's like the theory is they're talking about it. So it might just like soft open tomorrow and just not tell anybody. If, if it's opening the people I know who work at Disney and Epcot, who I've asked are not talking. And I, I was like, I was trying my, you know, smooth moves. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> no, they wouldn't tell me anything. So, yeah. So I don't know, but it would be it would be exciting. So. Oh, I'd be so um, excited if it does open up soon. I mean, and, it, and I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, isn't the ride already done? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I know that people have been able to walk the track, but I mm. haven't heard of anyone that I know riding it. If you want to. If, if that's about all I know. Well, Epcot so. needs it. Epcot really needs another ride. Yeah. It really does right now. So they need I'm, to get this together. I'm almost more interested to see how the queue is going to work than I am the ride itself. Because I've ridden it a couple times at Disneyland Paris. I have to tell you, it is adorable. Kind of in feel, it almost reminds me of uh, Rise of the Resistance in the sense that you have your little and you have this big tall ceilings and everything because you're supposed to be down there with the rats you're supposed to be a rat so it but it's super cute and it's definitely the kind of like for me mickey's runaway railway i did it once i don't really want to stand in line for it again except the kids like it but ratatouille i would do multiple times it's really cute bring it on i know i'm so excited i want it i am too I wanted to uh, open so bad, and it in the the back in the pavilion back there, it looks really really pretty. It's a beautiful it spot. Does. It's gonna be great when it's like shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, I'm sure they have yeah. that whole thing. It's not that big of an area. I'm just saying. It's really not. Uh, it's really oh, not the, the way they position that skyliner right there. It, it's really it makes it visually appealing. It's just really nice. Has Disney ever done anything that's not visually appealing except for the swan and dolphin, which I guess really are. Okay. The swan is atrocious. It's hideous. It's hideous. It should be, it should be thrown. It should be. Michael Graves. Classic. Yeah. Okay. We've already established. We don't like Michael Graves. We've seen his stuff at Target years ago. What about Walt Disneyland Paris, their version of downtown Disney. I hear that looks very ugly. Oh, I don't think that's ugly. I mean, oh. I, I don't I don't think so at all. I I think uh, it's pretty it's kind of I mean, it's not like it's very ordinary. It's almost like <laughs> I hate it's ordinary. <laughs> well, I mean, because when you walk around Disney Springs, it's it's gorgeous. Um, it kind of reminds that it's more like city walk. It's like city walk. Just one thing after the other. What about the entrance for the uh, rock and roller coaster at? in Paris at Disney studios. That's like, there's all like fencing. And have you ever seen that with the big CD? 
Do you know what I'm you mean? About? You mean that's that's gone now, Adam? Yeah, it's gone now. But... I haven't gone. I I I didn't go over that way. I don't uh, think because okay. I wasn't going to ride it at the time, and my kids were like they weren't quite at that point. So, gotcha. um, I will tell you, I think there's uh, there uh, shoot, what's it called? The thing that everyone loves. Ratatouille. S- Tony. Not- Star Tours. It's the there's Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Their Space Mountain to me is ugly on the outside. Oh, I like it. It's like they did like they did like a steampunk. I don't care for it. It's just kind of weird looking. So, but yeah, no. I mean, Disney's good. Like they figure things out. Yeah. They 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 know what we like. Um, but we do like Magical Express. But but okay. I guess we won't like it now. We don't need it. Thank you, Disney, for telling me what I need. It's like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A knows what I need. You guys forgot the sauce? I accept that. I didn't need the sauce today. Oh, I pull over and I'll go and uh, up to the drive through window and walk up to it and be like, I need my sauce. Really? Yeah, but how many times do they mess up? Like one in a hundred? Yeah, I usually check, though. I, I, I'm, okay. I'm just a little wary of that. The guy in line. Okay. So I, I know one of the people at the Chick-fil-A where I live. Cause you know, I like Chick-fil-A and they have the best unsweet tea there is. And one of the guys who works there is a, um, he's like a seminary student. He's super nice. So I can't be upset with him if he forgets my sauce. I mean, he's a sweet kid anyway. Okay. Enough about Chick-fil-A. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk about our last thing. And this is a little sad, I guess. Uh, Bridget extra magic hours. Okay. So they also announced that um, they are going to be replacing, they're doing early theme park entry, which is replacing extra magic hours, which we all know extra magic hours. Be in, uh, the parks would open an hour early in the morning, earlier in the morning to their um, resort guests. And it would be a certain park um, each day. Um, or there was also the evening extra magic hours, which we haven't really had um, in quite a while. Um but now we're not doing that anymore and we're going to have um, early park entry and it's a half an hour parks are opening for resort guests at 30 minutes earlier um, than theme park opening um, to, uh, to all guests. And um, it looks like it's going to be for every park. It's not just one set park from what I'm understanding. Um, so I, I guess they're, they're doing this to kind of, spread out um park attendance um but yeah i get i mean i mean i guess it's nice if if, since you don't have to sit there and plan everything around one particular park like i know i have clients that'll say like hey do you know if park hours are posted yet we want to start planning our parks and they plan it around extra magic hours now you don't really have to do that because it's opening a half an hour earlier at every single park but yeah. I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys I, use it? I mean, we don't so, really use the morning extra magic hours. So. so basically the concept is the same as universal. You get that extra right. amount of time in the morning. If you're but an universal on-site has an hour. Well, okay. Yeah. But basically <laughs> the same concept, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't it, hate it. No, I you, mean, it's fine. If you've been to Disney recently, it seems like they're doing that anyway. You know, it, it seems like if the opening hours are nine o'clock and you show up there at eight thirty, they're letting people into the parks. Yeah. I just I don't see how they're you know, I, I know when you go to the 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 uh, 
I guess it's a magic touch point. You know, they're going to know whether you're a resort guest or not. But I, I just can't see for a half hour it being an, uh, worth it for them to sort out theme park guests and non-theme park guests. Right. You know what, though? It might be worth it when you're um, when you're talking about wanting to get on Mickey's Runaway Railway or or something like that. You know, it's well, worth it for you as a guest, possibly. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I mean, they're going to, they can maybe funnel the people because they know when it's mostly coming from a busing or the other, other modes of transportation. Those people are usually on-site guests, so they can maybe funnel them um, to like a certain area of the touch points. Uh, I was talking to my friend Brian. He likes it when I shout him out. And uh, we're figuring this out, if it makes sense or not. And uh, he was telling me, and I would kind of sometimes do the same thing. Avoid the days that there was magic hours because that was usually more crowded because a lot of the resort guests went there. So this might hopefully spread out the on-site resort guests. Now they're not all going to that one park because that was the extra magic day. Now that every park has it, it kind of separates them all out equally. So maybe there won't be a inflated um, Mm. attendance on one park versus the other three. Now it's spread Mm. out. Yeah, that's like one way of like spreading everybody out, which well, I think is yeah. what they're trying to do. And if you think about it, if it's only half an hour, rather than you, you can get a lot more done in one in an hour than a half an hour. Oh yeah, a half so hour like ooh. maybe people will, you know, for that they, they may not it. even worry about it. You know, they might, think, they might not think it's worth it. Like I wouldn't. I'd be like, well, it's just half an hour. We'll just go regular park opening. You know, yeah, I, I just I do hope that I did like the evening hours. I do hope I did at some too, point yeah. they come back, especially at like Epcot when they would do the evening hours after mm-hmm. illuminations. So then people leave because the, the fireworks show went off and then you still have two hours afterwards. I really I do hope that kind of stuff comes back. I mean, it, it that kind of the evening hours were always, you know, sort of funneling towards the paid uh, after hours experiences, but I do hope that the other parks at least will do something for eating extra magic. And and I I have to agree with Adam here. Historically, I have shied away from whatever park had extra magic hours in the morning because it just wasn't worth it. That's the busiest crowd of the day. Um, I, I still think that, you know, in the mornings, if you can, even if you're there at the scheduled opening time, it takes families with little kids a while to get into the parks. I think if you're there that first hour, you know, it's golden. Now they're giving you an extra half hour on top of that. Um, that doesn't really help families with kids, uh, you know, because it, it takes a it takes a while to get a family of, of you know, three kids or four kids uh, up and running during the morning. So um, I don't necessarily know that it benefits me uh, for extra extra time in the morning i would like adam i would much rather see time come back at night i think that for people with really young kids is a huge benefit because you guys may remember when your kids were like three or four years old they'd be up at six o'clock and you know instead of when you're at home and they're up at six o'clock on a day you don't have to go to work and you're like oh please you know somebody kill me you're like let's go there are a lot of moms that would have their kids in the parks those people are the ones who are going to benefit from it um, not me, certainly. I agree with you, Tony. I much prefer the nighttime hours. And who knows? They might come back someday. So, 
Okay. Any other stories, final thoughts, feelings? A lot of changes, but, you know, hopefully some of these are temporary. I yeah. Hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always something good. You take the good and the bad and there you have and you... facts of life. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Tootie. I knew, you knew I was going to do it. Tootie. Why do I have to be Tootie? Why can't I be Blair? I mean, you can be Blair, I guess. What was the oh, lady's Blair. name? Blair. Uh, uh, Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. That's right. Did you know Blair was one of the original Mouseketeer from like the 70s? Adam, I believe that's the opening of Splash Mountain that those Mouseketeers are in. No, Splash Mountain would have been in the 80s, late 80s and 90s. This was Walt Disney World 71. No, she was not a Mouseketeer in 71. She was a Mouseketeer in the late 70s prior to the Facts of Life coming on. There were no Mouseketeers. The Mouseketeers were revived, I think, in 77, 78. It's going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh... This is what happens. You guys You guys should, like, you know, you're going to have to fight it out, I think. Yeah. It's like get your when facts. Chris and I were talking about designing women earlier. Yeah. <laughs> We were having an argument over, so I was I was online because you know there's a lot of sales going on right now, <laughs> and I was looking. And you guys know if you know me, you know I've been like. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Oh, okay. Uh oh. The new Mickey Mouse Club was in syndication from '77 to '78. Oh, there you go. Well, that yeah, was so been okay. But Splash did not open at Disney World till I think '91. So it's That's not the opening of Splash. Correct, correct. It was not the Splash Mountain. We were both right. Okay, I think that's about it. I'm going to turn it over to Tony to close out the show. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a magical vacation for your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.